Hello and welcome to this, the next episode of Web3 LFG, a podcast about my journey into Web3, NFTs, and so much more. This week I'll be talking about NFTs. This week I do this at complete random. Today I'm going to talk about NFTs, buying the JPEG, the very notion of paying money in exchange for a picture of something. And this was one of the real points that I was wrestling with when I started out on this journey in January 2022. And I have a lot of JPEGs. I've had a lot of JPEGs in my life. In life, I have rammed hard drives with pictures of things and stuff. Kind of glad I did because just going to turn the Discord notifications off. Kind of glad I did because it turns out nothing is as permanent on the internet as you'd like it to be. And there are loads of pictures that I have of bands, myself, my life, um, things that I've enjoyed over the years that I just couldn't find anymore if I wanted to. But that's not quite the point here. Why would you swap money for something that all those pictures of which I speak were generally free? Uh, what is ownership when it comes to a, to a JPEG? How does it feel to own that? A lot of the conversation at the moment is about utility and the idea of buying things, buying into projects, buying NFTs in terms of access. They are tokens. They enable XYZ traits in your JPEG will unlock other things. That is a different conversation, I think, from the conversation I want to have today, which is really about that pure shopping for a piece of digital art. Um, and I bought my first one of these quite recently, but it came from investing in other projects, in my mind, investing in other projects via the NFT. Again, this starts with BFF. I talked about minting my first NFT, uh, the UPFP, um, and that whole concept of you're going to get a picture, you don't know what picture it is, it's reveal-based NFT art, it's something where it could look like anything. I mean, I had seen pictures of what UPFPs were going to look like, and I already liked them kind of more than I liked some of the other NFT images that I'd seen around. I didn't know that I was going to be, let's not mess about, emotionally invested in this picture that was going to be randomly assigned to me out of thousands of other <laughs> JPGs. And in terms of digital art, it's an area I've sort of tangentially followed along with. I've been interested in digital art since, you know, like Photoshop 2, uh, which I grappled with. And that's kind of where I left off Photoshop. And we're talking like 1994. Like digital art, I think, is a magical thing. And I have really enjoyed seeing how what people can do with digital art has grown and changed. And I think that the NFT community provides access to the absolute best of digital art, but also a variety of digital art. And that's something that's interesting. That's something that's exciting. Um, when people were saying NFTs were going to be the answer for artists, they were going to be how artists could finally get paid, because goodness knows artists have not necessarily got paid um, to date. I was very, very skeptical. Um, extremely sceptical, concerned, you might even say. One of the reasons that I, I wanted to go down this road at all is I, I work with artists in my professional life, um, often with young or kind of new to market artists. And I wanted to be able to give informed advice. Uh, I, I work in a kind of strategic space, which I'm required to understand digital opportunity. And I really didn't. Not only did I not understand it, I think I was in a point where I found that I was feeling like I would actively advise people against it. And 
when so many young people, particularly, but not exclusively, again, you know, young people are not more tech than others. They're just perhaps sometimes in a more accessible space to be told things about how one can be an artist, how one should be an artist, perhaps, than others. Anyway, artists were being told that this could be a solution. And so I don't want to be that strategic person who just says, whoa, no, run. Because somebody's telling you you're going to make thousands of pounds at last on your art. And isn't that kind of what we want for artists in exchange for skill and talent and passion and, you know, artistry? It's what I like. It's why I work with artists. I, I want to support. I want to enable them. So I had to understand this and I had to begin to work with that. And I'm still very much in the process of working it. And there's like my nuts and bolts response that I think I would now give, which is understand your contracts. You know, if, if an artist says, I've been offered this opportunity to create digital art, I think now that I understand a little more about what it is to own digital art, and I'm not necessarily talking really about utility here. Again, it's it's really important to distinguish between art pieces and utility pieces um not necessarily helped by the fact that i'm still kind of ostensibly talking about the upfp which is a utility based piece but i'm talking about the opportunity for artists to create and distribute their art so you might be creating art on behalf of a project as as this is uh, you may need to create things in a particular way so it's x number of traits over y number of total nfts it needs to adhere to this brief. That That's, you know, a sort of a commercial artistry opportunity. It's important to understand your contract. Smart contracts, huge area for artists to understand, I think, and certainly not something that a lot of people who are teaching um, or facilitating artists are necessarily experts in. There are a lot of experts out there, and I think, Finding ways to make it easy for artists to have access to the information that they'll need to navigate this industry is going to be really, really important. And it concerns me, I think, at the moment that advice is still that there's so much there, but it really is. It's who you know and how you know them and how well you trust them. And I would like to see a place where there is, is more mainstream uh, information out there and that is part of what I'm working on in in going through my own personal journey with this so in that respect yes artists should understand the technicalities the contracts the pay what are you doing what is your brief etc but if you just want to create your digital art and sell it can you really expect somebody to buy it and to have feelings about it and it turns out yes I think you can because when I got my first utility pfp and i got to a reveal point you know i'd had it for a while and it was just there with this kind of placeholder image and again there's hype there's buzz there's wondering what what will it be like who will she be who will this character be who will they turn out to be will they be matched perfectly to some aspect of my personality will they look like me will they look like a friend i don't know and what happened at the reveal of this was suddenly I, I just saw this character and I just thought, oh, this is so exciting. I feel so connected to this picture, this random picture in my wallet. It's in my wallet and it belongs to me. And you can go to OpenSea or other spaces in which NFTs are and you can see them. And there'll be aspects of her that are specific and others that are generic. And it's just a picture. 
but I really felt an attachment to it, perhaps because I had spent a period of time with the project with other people, looking forward to seeing their characters, because there were aspects of my first randomly assigned PFP that I connected with, and because I really liked the art, and I looked at other people's and I thought, no, they're, they're not mine. And I went, and that real emotional connection, partly around ownership, this is mine, partly around that sort of destiny, it was meant to be, it was the allocation, this is, you know, she's chosen me. How nice to be chosen by your digitally assigned art. Um, it was a surprise that I had that much emotion around it, that that could be generated through the totality of experience that I'd had so far. And I thought, why then is this JPEG so meaningful compared with everything else on my hard drive, the background of my phone screen? How have I assigned meaning here? And does this work? If this is not utility, does it work without community? Does it work without hype? And now that I understood, because I owned something, what it looks like and how something like OpenSea works, how these marketplaces work, it became easier for me to go and have a look around and start to see other artists. Uh, one thing that I really do like about most communities is that talking about other things that you like is so encouraged and you can really connect with people who share your interests or your aesthetics or your preferences and these sorts of things and start to explore what's out there. It is. It does feel like it's a very um, human market at the moment. The way that you will find things is through personal recommendation, is through community. I wonder how it is for artists in terms of having to be completely responsible for promoting themselves. I think that's, you know, it's been the grind that artists have had to go through for the past 20 years. You know, you have to be something of a social media expert or just so consistent with your content. It's content over art. And that, I think, can be really difficult too. Whereas at least with, with this sort of Web3 version of art, you can be producing your artwork and as long as people can see it, can find it, can enjoy it, as long as you are making art that people want to see, to invest in, to have a relationship with, it is possible. I don't know if it's necessarily more or less possible than it was on Instagram, but it does feel like having this centralised marketplace, uh, for marketplace, you know, OpenSea is, being able to deal with it, things like scarcity, um, to really leverage the idea of that ownership, the art ownership, the curation, the having your collectors be perhaps as prominent as the artists in a way. If you can catch uh, a prominent collector's eye, then, you know, the Saatchi of Web3 will easily generate a fair amount of buzz just on, on your behalf in that sense because you've got that transparency of where art is stored and held. Um, but I've started to see art that I just like in passing. You know, I see people tweet and retweet something, a purchase or a piece of art that they've just come across. And it is so easy to just kind of add it to your favourites, to follow the artist, to take an interest. And then if I want to go and buy a piece of that artwork, I can watch the market and I can go and I can find the art that I personally like. 
and it's a very different experience from a, from an allocation from a reveal experience uh it's it's such a different thing to go and say i don't know does this piece does this piece speak to me will owning this feel like feel like ownership will it feel meaningful to me i am realizing that having something in my wallet that i genuinely like to see is different it is simply different from just having it in my hard drive just being able to call it up on my phone just grabbing it out of the cloud it is simply different because i do look at it differently i look at it more often it is in my wallet it is a curated collection of something that i am pleased to have invested in it is externally visible it's something that i want to say i like this and you can see it and you can have your own opinion on it and i can share it with people you know if it's a, a project i like or an artist i like i will show it off i will be proud to and i don't have to invite anyone around to look at my wall and i don't have to um push something else through through instagram in the same way i feel like there is a legitimacy because of the financial investment in there as well you are displaying you're putting your money where your taste is i find that in art a reasonably meaningful thing now the idea of the value of art i mean i grew up in the middle of london in the 90s i am aware of <laughs> the um the conversations around art and money uh, and the value of art or lack thereof the ludicrousness of, of the art market sometimes i mean this is a conversation for the ages and it wouldn't be art if web 3.2 was not having that conversation um we should be and certainly there are artists whose work is enormously expensive because there are just enough people who are like just enough of what is supplied but there are also projects where i think the art is really endearing. It is something I simply want to look at. It is somebody I simply want to recognize for their talent. And I find that affordable or accessible. I think that's very satisfying to be able to simply buy into something in exactly the same way as, as a project you might want to save up for. Maybe that's how it's always been. But I think what I'm saying is emotionally, I am not finding Web3 to be as different as I had assumed it would be. I can have feelings about digital art that I own a digital picture of. I can have feelings about physical art I own a digital picture of. Ownership is meaningful. And the extent to which it holds meaning, I suppose, probably varies in some sense, depending on, on what is behind it. But it's simply, it's more than I thought it was going to be. And as I buy something simply because I like the artist now, I am delighted by that sort of purity of expenditure, if you like. I, I wanted to support somebody I thought made something incredibly cool. Um, and I was I was able to. I bought something from a sort of a secondary collection of a project that I just I love the aesthetic of. And it doesn't need to do anything. It doesn't need to go anywhere. It can just sit there and I can go, that's really cool. And I'm really glad I have that. I'm surprised that I have that in me. But I'm delighted because it is it is a start. It is step one of what you can do with, with Web3 is to sell an NFT of a piece of artwork and to have people take some pleasure from owning it. 
And there are so many other steps and we're seeing so many other steps, but I don't believe that artists should need to be business people. I don't think they should really have to do anything other than create the piece of work. But just as they would always need to display that work, somehow people have to find your work. I think that this is as accessible, as open a marketplace as there has ever been. And by going through and experiencing this and shopping around a little bit and creating a circle of people who share aesthetics that I enjoy and artists that I like, I'm starting to find things that I really love. And that surely is enough.